You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello there. Welcome to All Things Therapy podcast. I am Lisa Tahir, your host. Visit me online through my website, which is nolatherapy.com. It stands for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. I am available to be your therapist. I conduct virtual sessions through phone, FaceTime, and Zoom. I work with people worldwide and have been a therapist for over 22 years. It's my passion. And this podcast is about changing consciousness one conversation at a time. And my guest, who I'll bring on in a moment, has certainly been doing that in his life on different fronts. I want to invite you to check out my book, The Chiron Effect. It is endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama. I It really synthesizes personal responsibility with psychology and astrology, helping you overcome some of the patterns of thought that you've had that have been in your way and you might not be quite aware. And so my book is there as one of the resources I offer to help you to change your own life. And with that, I do want to segue into the guest portion. Today, we are with Elliot Noble Holt. He is a podcaster. His show is called Bald Bearded Boss Cast. He is the author of this book. If you're watching on video, Bald Bearded Boss, Manifesting Who You're Meant to Be. And he's navigated and achieved peace and acceptance and embracing his own identity as a gay man who grew up feeling different. I know a lot of us grow up feeling different. I'm gay. And when I came out, it was really a challenging process. I kind of delayed it for many more years because I didn't feel comfortable and I wanted to fit in. And it wasn't like this big celebration with rainbows everywhere until I was able to embrace that it's okay to love someone of my same sex. So I'm really interested to lean into this conversation with Elliot. He has created not only a successful family with his husband, two children on the way, but his company as well started with, I think Elliot, you made $400 a week when you started. And now your company is valued at 70 to $100 million a year. And with that, I just want to thank you for being my guest today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Lisa. You're welcome. How are you today in Nashville? I'm doing great. The rain is coming down, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm staying dry. That's good. I'm in New Orleans, so I love the South. I'm a Southern girl, <laughs> so it's nice to have you on. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, I want to jump right into the things you talk about in this book, Bald Bearded Boss, addressing things that I took away in my notes, the role of a vision board, as well as the role of your personal beliefs and your faith and how this helped you to navigate childhood trauma, you know, the loss of your father, of various things that you've created in your life. Where, where do you want to start with us? Where, wherever you want to start. Um, we can always start with trauma. Uh, we all have it in mm-hmm. our childhood and, and throughout life. So we can definitely start there. Let's start there. How, how did you process the tra- traumas you went through and and what insights did you have later on? Sure. I think um, I'll start with my parents' divorce. Uh, yeah. Divorce wasn't what it is today. I know that sounds weird to say, but back in the 80s, divorce was really taboo. Um, and so when my parents divorced when I was 12, um, no one sat me down 
uh, I didn't have a TikTok or Instagram or a Facebook to go to to talk about it with other peers. I held it in. Um, and so I went through it kind of by myself. My mother didn't stop to say, hey, this is what's happening. And my father didn't take accountability for what he did um, and sit me down and say, this is what's happening. And I held lots of resentment um, for that, uh, really up until my father's death, um, which is when I was 17, just five years later, uh, he had passed away from a heart attack at 47 years old. And uh, it made me learn how to forgive very fast. And so I've kept that method of forgiving uh, because of that and not holding grudges and moving on. Um, it's made it very easy for me to do those things. I'm also an over communicator. And so because my parents did not talk to me when I was 12 about these life changing events, um, I over communicate with my staff. I over communicate with my um, husband, with my daughter. They're like, okay, shut up. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just, one of my core values is open and honest communication for that exact reason. It's been a lifelong uh, core, core value. You know, reading your book and having written a book on empathy and self-forgiveness, I was curious about the roles of self-acceptance and forgiveness, how they played out in your life. Yeah, I tell you, um, that's still a, I mean, that, I don't know if we ever just like check it off our list. Like, okay, that's done. I think it's always right. a work in progress because um, we get to a certain point, I get to a certain point and think, oh, you know, I'm over that or I've done this. And then things come up. Even when I was writing my book last year, um, you know, it was one of the most therapeutic things I'd ever done in my life because you revisit yeah. these places in trauma um, and good times too. And you get to celebrate those things, um, but it makes you rethink them. And then you also think about like, oh, well, my dad was just 47. I'm 43 right now. So yeah. I don't think I make the best choices still or anything. And so I, I had to forgive a lot of the things that he did. And back then they didn't, like I said, they don't, they didn't sit down and talk uh, back then. That's because of the way their parents handled things. Um, and so when you have a better understanding around that piece, you stop for a second and say, okay, that's what was going on. And then the forgiveness comes into play. I know for me, Elliot, it's been helpful to, envision my parents being young and going through experiences where they weren't mirrored, they weren't loved, and it caused them to form these beliefs and like a hardness in their own heart that then came out in their own parenting towards myself and my siblings. And it's been helpful for me to forgive, to just see them as that confused child. And certainly today, you know, I've made it a business. I started therapy when I was 21 to heal. I knew I didn't have some skills as I know you as well have sought to have the skills. And I feel fortunate we're in such an information age where it's easy, you know, to access mental health services and such. So I just think it's really beautiful that forgiveness has been such an important part of your life and journey. Oh, extreme, extremely important. I think that that energy, if you hold on to that energy, um, it doesn't go anywhere. It hangs out and you revisit it on a daily basis, consciously or subconsciously. And so releasing that and, and giving forgiveness to whatever it might be, something from the past or something that happened to you 25 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, I think it's extremely important uh, for self. I do too. You know, I'd really love for you to share with our audience more about 
your vision board process. I'm a big proponent of writing down my intentions. I lead a meetup group where we meet once a month under the new moon and we do a 20 minute guided meditation followed by writing what we intend to manifest over the next 30 days and then open that on that set date and revisit and kind of allow the universe to move things in place for us. And I really love your process about and I wrote down the different steps that you have and help people with. I wondered how you even came upon this, Elliot, as a yeah. tool in your own life. First of all, one, I love that you do that. Um, Thank you. I, I love your process yourself, so I think that's cool. Um, for you. me, I was introduced to vision boards probably 20 years ago. And when first introduced, I was thinking, like, is this magic? Is this what's supposed to happen? You just think it and it you know, comes true. Um, but the more I dug deep into it, you realize that um, that's not the case. And so when I learned how to create a vision board, for me, I do things different. Some people use Pinterest, some people use whatever. Um, but for me, I like to have a blackboard, uh, cut out images. They're usually all in color. Um, I don't like to do anything in black and white. I know that's easy usually for printer, but for my mental, that reminds yeah. me of the past. And so I like to think of things in the future. Um, but whatever it may be, and everyone's goals or vision for themselves in the future is different. Uh, I think we all have a baseline, you know, a family, a home, a nice career, you know, debt-free. Yeah, but, health. Right. And those things are base, but what else makes you happy? And so I always like to push people and say, you know, maybe, maybe it's just forgiveness. Maybe it's a better relationship with God or the universe or family members mm -hmm. you haven't spoke to, um, I'm constantly challenging people to to think outside of that that one box there. Um, but the vision board is just the first part. And what's um, sad is is that most people don't create that. We all have them, the ideas in our head, but we don't you know put them on paper or write them out or create a board. And then even after that, um, there's not accountability. And so I like that you guys have accountability thirty days later. Yes, so, it's been um, great. It's what's well, a huge deal. And so the second part of, for me, after the vision board is one, it's in plain sight. I see it every single day in my office. Um, and I look at it and say, okay, don't, what did I do today for health? You know, did I work out? Did I eat right? Did yeah. I, you know, whatever it may be. And so the action behind the vision board is, is, is where the magic happens mm -hmm. is because you want to, you know, do those things towards your goals. I think the most fun out of all of it is when you get to check them off at your at your checkoff session or at the end of the year for me or whatever it may be. You're like, that happened and that happened and this happened. And oh, I put that on the board and I thought that's what it was then, but this is what it was. And so I, I'm intrigued by all those things and how the universe works when it comes to that. Um, I encourage, we have 230 employees. I encourage them to create vision boards every year. I don't make it mandatory, but I ask them to, to, to create one. And if they do, um, I give them eight hours of PTO. So I give them a full day uh, That's off awesome. I reimburse them for their supplies for making it. Wow. And, and then our, we do a contest. So whoever's the most creative and has the most content, um, I give them a week off work. Second place, three days off work. And third place, two days off work. I get nothing out of it. Neither does the company but it's imperative as an employer to watch your team grow. And I love doing this vision board contest because it makes them think outside the box. It motivates them, inspires them to not just have a 40 hour week job, 
They, they, yeah. they, wanna, they don't want to be here the rest of their life. So what else do you want to do in life? Go do it. Let's, let's make it happen. I think that's awesome, Elliot, to really support your staff in becoming, you know, who they really most deeply desire to be. And that's the role of a vision board. It's about focusing on the future you want to achieve. And I wondered if you could share some more about that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Sure. I think that um, as humans, we become stagnant and comfortable. Um, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. Uh, and you have to remind yourself. And so for me, when it comes to the vision board, uh, you know, I've put things um, on my boards for the past, you know, 20 years, uh, maybe being the best workplace in Nashville or growing and being on the Inc. 5000, which this is our uh, ninth year to qualify for that. Uh, I know it's one of America's it is. fastest awesome. growing companies. And so these are things that I never thought I would do, or uh, the company has grown over the last 22 years, uh, debt-free, no investors. And that's kind of unheard of, one, but two, it's, it's not that I have some magic potion over here. I'm just following this formula of you know, having the vision board. It's not a network that I have. It's, it's, it's the vision board having a positive outlook on life. Uh, make sure that the energy that I give is the proper energy. We all know what that means. Um, not being a negative Nancy, trying to stay in a space where you talk about what you do want out of life and not what you yeah. don't want out of life. Because I think yes. a lot of us focus on that. Um, and so just it's a little mind, just a mind shift um, that changes. It's, it's life changing. And the vision boards for me, mixed with the thoughts and the actions, um, have done just that. I mean, from creating my family that I have um, to to this business, to friends that I have, uh, I believe in the law of attraction and like attracts like. Yeah. And so uh, you start feeling those family members or friends and the universe protects you. It's, it's a yes. real thing. A real the universe thing. The universe is for us. I did an, a solo episode a couple of weeks ago, Elliot, just about a lot of my clients come in sometime wondering if they're being tested and almost kind of fearful of life and of God. And I spoke about how what we believe to be true about authority when we were young is what we tend to project upon God, upon the universe. And it's often something that is scary versus love, like God is love. And the universe is love and really wants our success is like in every way imaginable. The things important to us are important to source, to God, to spirit, whatever terms you might use. And I really wanted people to, you know, deeply understand just how loved we are and to tap into that. I know every day I ask for the aid and assistance of the universe and everything that comes up. And, you know, you talk in, in your book as well, when you were exposed to the secret and like the three steps, ask, believe in what you're asking for and receive, but it can also, that believing part can be the part that lasts, like that linear time 
piece of it. And so I've, I've learned that, you know, I've asked, I know it's on the way it's coming, but to hold myself in that trust and that faith. And for me, it helps to have the spiritual practice. I wonder if you, you know, if what I'm saying, what it feels like to you. Yeah. It, the first thing that came, comes to my mind is uh, I live like I already have it. And yeah. so uh, whatever it is, and most people immediately go to their mind that it's a material thing like money or car or home. And it can be those things, but what about peace? What about um, a wonderful relationship with your spouse or your friends or your loved one? Or like we talked about forgiveness. Um, I come from a Christian background. Uh, I was raised, you know, Christian. Uh, I went to a private school till I was in the sixth grade. And so I have this foundation of who God is and Jesus is. Um, But I also know when they talk about the universe that it's, it's that too. And so, mm-hmm. or source. And so I, I, I get that piece. And so some people think that's taboo where I, I believe it's all one. I believe that Me we all too. serve the same God yeah. or source or energy, whatever it may be. And I'm full agreement that they want us to live our best life. Yes. But that means that we have to be the best, not just for ourselves, but to other people. We have to be kind. We have to give uh, proper advice and not be deceiving uh, or manipulative, it's that's imperative for all. Means it means that you're in yeah. sync, and that the source and and the universe is listening and saying, "Hey, you deserve this." Not because you're you know working your tail off, but you're also doing this with your friends or your network or your community or what have you. I think that's extremely important. I I absolutely agree. And at this moment, I'm thinking to ask you, Elliot, more about since you have a unique opportunity to reach people and. You know, I wish I had, you know, like you said, the resources of the internet when I was younger and realized I'm attracted to women, but it was not accepted, especially at the church that I was going to at the time. And just, you know, I finally at 24 was like, you know, F this, like, I'm just going to do it. And it, you know what, I know you told your mom, I think that was one of your first big um, coming out conversations. Can you kind of share with us some about your journey in this way? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, my journey started at a very young age uh, with a neighbor, um, and I didn't know what it meant. Uh, they were around the same age as I was, and so I'm not sure how I honestly felt, but I felt, I do remember feeling guilt and shame and carrying that because it was different. Um, it wasn't talked about, and it wasn't seen, and it wasn't heard, and so I just left it there um, and tried to navigate that. Like, it's already hard to be a child and grow up as a teenager, but to have this, you know, monkey on your back too, is not helpful. And I had my first little boyfriend when I was 13 or so, and he was trying to figure himself out and vice versa. Um, It it just felt odd. But, but when I turned uh, after my father passed away, I just felt like um, when I was 17 and that, that just triggered me because I saw how short life is because he wasn't a hundred passing away no, he was young. 47 years old yeah so around like, your age wait. right yeah. and so um I, I had to stop and say this isn't this isn't doesn't make sense and I knew by then who I was um and so I came out to my mother which is the most important person you know in the world to me uh, yeah. she passed away six years ago but I wanted to be sure that she you know knew uh but I also made it a goal to let her know that that's not all I am so right. I think as humans, we're able to judge and 
hey, this is, you're that, you're this, you're that. We're going to put you in this box. Um, we're going to, you know, you're gay. That's it. <laughs> um, right. But I'm, I'm not. I'm an excellent husband, father. Um, I'm a wonderful son. I'm, my, both of my parents have passed away and I wake up every single morning. Uh, you know, I meditate, I pray, I surrender to God and universe, let them know to use me however and whatever that means. But I also ask that I do whatever I do today honors my parents. And mm. that part's very important to me. Um, but anyways, and so I think once I did that and what I showed her that I could be a great CEO and entrepreneur, the gay part that she might've not felt so great about right. um, went away. It, it, it felt more like, wait a minute, this is still my son who I, who I looked at as just my son before he told Absolutely. me this, this is just a, a tiny piece of, of what he is. And so I challenge, you know, people, you know, if I'm, you know, in a whatever setting business setting or talking to my team or what have you to don't judge so fast, just because you see, a bunch of white men running a company doesn't mean that that's, you know, the stereotypical all white men. Uh, you don't Absolutely. know who they're married to. You don't know if they're gay. You don't know whatever. Um, that's just one example. But I, I think I think society, including myself, I mean, we're guilty of it because I think our brain wants to, you know, have five categories and say, this is what they are. This is who they are. Um, but that's not the right thing to do because we don't want to be judged. So it goes back to putting that energy out there that that you want back. I mean, that's really what it is. You throw it out there, it's going to come back to you positive or negative. It um, really is. Go on, go on. Well, I'm just going to say, I mean, and over the years, I just, I've, I've embraced that piece of it. It's like, that's not the only thing that I am. And it's made me a better man for it and a better husband or, or friend uh, or podcaster or entrepreneur or whatever, because people can see past just being gay or whatever it may be that they're that they've been judging me on you know as you're talking elliot i'm thinking about you know who we are centered around our core values our core identity and that manifests in various sexual identities and and colors and sizes it's you know kind of what you're saying about we're all so uniquely different and i think when we start to source our value from what is important to us and define ourselves in those ways. Like our sexuality is one aspect of our personhood, as well as how do you treat the clerk at the grocery store that you go to? If something happened and you might be in a, you know, upset state of mind, do you take it out on them or do you choose to like still be kind? And I wonder if you can kind of speak to us about defining and living by our core values. Cause I know that's so important to you. Yeah, well, two things. I'm going to come back to core values, but when you yeah. said the clerk at the grocery store, the first thing that comes to my mind is I can't stand when people mistreat anyone that they think that they're better than. Um, yeah. I, mean, I think it's important like to tip your waitress and waiters. Like That stuff is important. Don't just treat them like that. They could have four jobs and make more money than you. You don't want to judge them. That's the first thing right. that came to my mind, and I wanted to share that. But um, because of the divorce and because of the death and the way – I felt, um, which could have been my perception of these different events, um, which I've accepted, it made me come up with my own core issue, uh, core issues, sorry, core values, both personally and professionally. Okay. Um, and one of those is open, honest communication. Uh, another one is a hundred percent accountability. If, if I do something, I'm going to take hundred percent accountability for that. 
Um, that comes from a phrase that my mother used to say. It's also a chapter in my book called live. So you don't have to explain, mm. um, my version of that, cause it could be taken different ways, um, is if I'm always doing right, I'm always telling the truth. I'm not going to have a problem explaining it. Right. Live so I don't have to explain. I, I can't explain it if I have to, because we're going to have to explain it. But it's it's my truth, and it's it's the right thing and the right energy. I'm okay with that. It's not deceitful, manipulative, underhanded. I'm doing it for all the right reasons. Um, but there's other core uh, core values uh, that I think are important. Um, my father uh, cheated on my on my mother. No one wants to be cheated on, but um, it's just a, a no no in my book. Uh, it's yeah. a deal breaker for me. Uh, even when I was dating, you know, before I was married, it's just something that I just will not deal with because I see the trauma that comes with it. Right. And not just for the spouse, because my mother was suicidal, mm. uh, extremely depressed after the divorce. And I had to watch her go through this as a 12 year old. And so I, I, I see the, I see the consequences of it. And I just, it's just a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Uh, but but core values are extremely important. And I, I think we just, if we just take the time to stop for a minute and come up with a list five to seven and say, whatever decision I make, this, this is what it's going to be based off of, because this is who I am. This is what it's based off of. And it's my truth and my belief instead of being swayed by other people's opinions or going with the flow or what have you. Uh, that's just how I've done things. I'm not saying it's the right way. It's just my way. And it's worked for me. And, you know, you weave some of these things that you're talking about, these principles into the creation of a vision board in your process. Things like that I had jotted down, living up to your principles, what's a portrait of your ideal family, um, identifying your own version of success, because we all, we all get to select and choose what that is. And it can differ from what, you know, the mainstream thinks success looks like or, or is. Sure. So I like that you've woven in these really personal things important to you, like accountability into the creation of a vision board. Yeah. I mean, we have these ideas that are either, you know, put into our brains when we're children, like you can be a cop when you grow up or a firefighter and that's great. And some people do want to be those things, but then they, you know, get into college or they drop out of college like I did and they get into the real world and say, Oh, I need money to survive. And then they get stuck sometimes in these positions um, and they wait on these, you know, three and 4% raises every year, which is also fine. I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying, is that making you happy? Right. Are you stressed? Are you, you know, do you hate your job? Do you hate your coworkers? If so, let's stop for a minute and see if it's, it, is that job aligned with your core values? Is it aligned with what your vision board is saying? Right. Uh, stop for a minute. And if not, there's a whole internet that's going to open up something for you. Let's go find that so that you can now 12 months from now, six months from now say, Oh, wow, this is, this is life changing. My vision of being happy at work is coming true uh, as an example. You know, and I think it's really important too, Elliot, as you're talking, I'm reminded I keep a, which is new for me in the last, last year, a manifestation journal where I write both, like as if I have it, like I'm so grateful and happy. Like one of my intentions that I'm manifesting is is to get married, meet my wife and get married. And so it's like what I'll feel like and that relationship with her. And so it's like visioning that and feeling into it. And then also it's writing down the manifestations that have materialized and just really keeping track because it can be so easy 
you know, when we're triggered to, to, you know, mistakenly think things aren't working out for a moment. This is when, never going to happen. Right. What's going on? So <laughs> I find, do you do anything like that? Writing down the manifestations I, I will tell you, and have one of the best things um, I do not do a manifest, uh, manifestation journal. Cause I use my vision board. Yeah. I most definitely use notes in my phone for a gratitude journal. And so daily um, I go in there and say what I'm thankful for. That sounds like, well, what is he doing that for? But I'm really truly giving thanks. I'm somewhere where I never thought I would be. And that's not me being, uh, having an ego. I can't, I can't, I honestly cannot believe I'm in this position. I never thought I'd be on podcasts or, you know, do podcasts. I never yeah. thought I'd own a business valued at, you know, a zillion dollars. I never yeah. thought these things would happen to me because of the trauma that I went through or because I dropped out of college and don't have a college education or healthcare experience and background. I can't believe it like other people can't. And so I believe that I've said this in dozens of um, talks that I've had staff meetings or, you know, anniversary parties or whatever is I'm a firm believer that the more gratitude that you give for where you're currently at, I don't care if that means you're making $10 an hour or you're making $100,000 a week, the universe hears you loud and clear. Yes. And they're going to give you more of it. They'll give you more of it. And to your point about manifesting uh, getting married, make sure you're making room for it. Something that we don't yes. do sometimes. Make room. Uh, make sure you're sleeping on one side of the bed. Make sure there's, it's a two-car garage. Make sure you've got, you know, her, her side of the garage is coming soon. So make sure you open that up. Because if not, the universe is like, oh, she's not prepared. And I would also be specific. The universe wants to hear, what does she even look like? Yes. Because if you just say, she, that's great. But what does the job look like? What's your dream job? What is the what is your dream spouse? What What are those things? Speak it, write it down, give thanks for where you're at. And I promise you that formula there, it'll be life-changing. Amen to that. I have the drawers, the space, and I even went to my favorite jeweler (laughs) and started paying towards the ring I'm going to get for her just to have things, you know, yeah, like in advance, you know, like preparing. And I even asked like, what more, not only for my marriage, but just as a business owner, like what more can I clean up during this time of my life, you know, with this time and opportunity (sighs) to just, you know, come into more alignment with who I came here to be. I think that's important and something we can do and focus upon as well. What, what do you think? Absolutely. We, we, I mean, you know, as a teenager, know it all teenager, um, I thought that I was my best self then. And I was, I, I really didn't realize that that's, I was just getting a glimpse of what life was going to be like. And so I think after my father passed and I saw an opportunity to start a business and my goal when I started this business, honestly, was to like have a little part-time job, doing something on the side for a couple hundred dollars a week, maybe. Um, and I just ran with the opportunity. And so I think keeping your you know, eyes wide open, making sure you're listening, the universe is constantly talking to us. Yes. It's just that we're so busy or we don't have time. We don't have time for self. And that's when universe is and, and, and source is talking to us is when yeah. you make time, go meditate, go pray, sit in a corner and cross your legs for all I care, but take time for yourself because that's when you're going to hear it. That's when you're going to hear what your subconscious is telling you. That's when you're going to hear 
uh, source saying, listen, this is next steps for you. Yeah. That, that's when it happens. Absolutely. I'm feeling you 100%, Elliot. Will you talk to us about your podcast? I'd love to know more about Bo- Boss Bearded Boss Cast. I think yeah. you had like, is it like 13 episodes? Yeah, there's not many. We got started last year. Um, yeah. It's the Bald Bearded Boss Podcast. Uh, and so um, the first season I, I had on lots of my team members, I brought on my family. I wanted people to get a sense of who I was mm-hmm. uh, before I, um, you know, went with season two. With season two, we have lots of entrepreneurs on there, uh, people who've started from the ground up, uh, people who had businesses. And uh, one of my great friends, Josh Mundy, had, a, had a, a great business and a tornado came through the year before last on March 3rd. And I mean, just tore it up and he had to start from scratch and really pivot. And that's what he did. And now he has a whole technology company called Pivot Technology. Wow. Um, and so uh, we're having people like that on there. Uh, my goal is, is to help um, minorities. I- I'm here to help anyone, but yeah. as a gay man who did not have funding did not have a bank that would even give me a $20,000 loan 22 years ago or, you know, have a network. I'm trying to just share as many nuggets as I can uh, with listeners to help them uh, build their business, whatever that may be. And, and yeah. that's, that's my goal. I'm not sure, uh, you know, how many people are getting uh, great advice from it, but I hope they are. That's awesome. And I also read, curious about what's next that, that you speak about and, and other things on your horizon. Yep. So uh, actually next week I have um, a kickoff call for my second book, which is called The Formula. I think that uh, just like the podcast, my first book, Bobby to Boss, Manifesting Who You're Meant to Be, um, that was letting you know readers get to know who I was. Mm -hmm. Um, but the formula is going to say, and this is how this has happened. Uh, I really want to lay it out chapter by chapter of how I did all the above, not just, you know, how I got there, but how I did it. Um, professionally, that's what's going on. Uh, personally, I'm just a handful of weeks away from my husband and I getting surrogacy going and hopefully have a child here before you know it. That's, isn't it twins? Did I read that correctly? We're going to do twiblings is what we're calling it. Okay. Our goal is to have um, two surrogates uh, and then we're going to have different, uh, same mother, but different embryos, my embryo, his embryo, and then go from there. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. so exciting. Yeah. It's been on our vision board for a few years now. So it's, it's happening. I wish you and Dante just so much happiness and success in everything. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. You know, what do you want to close with, with us, Elliot? And how can our listeners find you? Sure. Um, I will close by saying uh, two things that I always go to. One, I've already said earlier in the podcast, which is live so you don't have to explain. That's very important. Um, not only because of what it means, but my mother used to tell it to me all the time. It's actually even on her tombstone. Mm-hmm. And then second, just as a reminder that thoughts become things uh, no matter if they're good or bad. So be sure to choose those wisely. Uh, you can find me on baldbeardedboss.com. Uh, my podcast is on Apple and Spotify and any other streaming uh, platform. I'm going to have links to everything for you, Elliot. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking your time today. I knew when your book came across my email that like you have something 
you know, to offer, like when you mentioned earlier, just keep your eyes open, your ears open. The universe is always communicating. And my podcast has been a place today. This is episode 287. And I've learned so much, Elliot, from being a podcaster, like people like you, like offering, you know, like your take on a vision board. I was like, oh, like, I like that. And so just, I love the message that the universe is always communicating for us to help us get to where we most deeply desire. That's right. That's right. Thank Thank you you for having me, Lisa. You're welcome. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Y'all, thank you for watching, listening to All Things Therapy. I appreciate you jumping on iTunes, giving a star rating and written review. And I also want to tell you that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship. That's the one you have with yourself, whether it's going to the gym, making time to get that haircut, which is on my to-do list, or even trying therapy to get some help with your emotions. You are your greatest asset. So please take that time to invest in yourself. I was a therapist years ago with BetterHelp. I'm in private practice now, but BetterHelp is online therapy. They offer video, phone, and even live chats sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you're just not in that space to. It's more affordable than traditional therapy and you can be matched up with the therapist in any state in under 48 hours. They are licensed professionals. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast, my podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and listeners, y'all get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash A-T-T. It's spelled B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com forward slash A-T-T for all things therapy. And with that, all my love, and I'll be with you next week. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.